Legendary Passages, Episode 114 Philostratus the Elder Imagines, Book 1 Image 14 Pasiphae and Semel Previously, Theseus abandoned Ariadne on Naxos, where she was rescued by the god Dionysus. In this passage, there are descriptions of three paintings— Semel, mother of Dionysus, Ariadne, wife of Dionysus, and Pasiphae, mother of Ariadne and the Minotaur. The first image is of the fire that consumed Semel and gave birth to Dionysus. Semel was the youngest daughter of Cadmus, and after she became pregnant by Zeus, Hera tricked her into asking Zeus to show his true self. She was burned to death by his godly form, but the fetus of Dionysus survived, and his father placed him inside Zeus's own body to carry him to term. The second image is that of Dionysus watching a sleeping Ariadne as Theseus sails away. Dionysus is usually depicted with ivy, horns, leopards, fierce eye, fawn skins, symbols, flutes, and satyrs, but here the god is recognized by his love alone. Theseus looks entranced, having apparently forgotten the Minotaur and his love for Ariadne. The last image is primarily of the workshop of Daedalus, who constructed the hollow wooden cow that uh, facilitated the union of Pasiphae and the Cretan bull. About the workshop are unfinished statues, and little cupids aid Daedalus in constructing the wooden cow. Pasiphae and Semel, a legendary passage from Arthur Fairbanks translating Philostratus the Elder, Imagines Book 1, Images 14 to 16. Image 14, Semel. Bronte, stern of face, an Asterapi, flashing light from her eyes, and raging fire from heaven that has laid hold of a king's house, suggest the following tale, if it is one you know. A cloud of fire encompassing Thebes breaks into the dwelling of Cadmus, as Zeus comes wooing Samel, and Samel apparently is destroyed, but Dionysus is born by Zeus, so I believe, in the presence of the fire. And the form of Semel is dimly seen as she goes to the heavens, where the muses will hymn her praises. But Dionysus leaps forth as his mother's womb is rent apart, and he makes the flame look dim. So brilliantly does he shine like a radiant star. The flame dividing dimly outlines a cave for Dionysus, more charming than any in Assyria and Lydia. For sprays of ivy grow luxuriantly about it, and clusters of ivy berries and now grapevines, and stalks of thyrsus, which spring up from the willing earth, so that some grow in the very fire. We must not be surprised if in honor of Dionysus the fire is crowned by the earth, for the earth will take part with the fire in the Bacchic revel, 
and will make it possible for the revelers to take wine from springs and to draw milk from clods of earth or from a rock as from living breasts. Listen to Pan, how he seems to be hymning Dionysus on the crest of Citheron as he dances an Evian fling. And Citheron in the form of a man laments the woes soon to occur on his slopes. And he wears an ivy crown, a slant on his head, for he accepts the crown most unwillingly. And Megara causes a fir to shoot up beside him, and brings to light a spring of water in token, I fancy, of the blood of Actaeon and of Pentheus. Image 15. Ariadne. That Theseus treated Ariadne unjustly, though some say not with unjust intent, but under the compulsion of Dionysus, when he abandoned her while asleep on the island of Dia, you must have heard from your nurse. For those women are skilled in telling such tales, and they weep over them whenever they will. I do not need to say that it is Theseus you see there on the ship, and Dionysus yonder on the land, nor will I assume you to be ignorant and call your attention to the woman on the rocks, lying there in gentle slumber. Nor yet is it enough to praise the painter for things for which someone else too might be praised. For it is easy for anyone to paint Ariadne as beautiful, and Theseus as beautiful, and there are countless characteristics of Dionysus for those who wish to represent him in painting or sculpture, by depicting which even approximately the artist has captured the god. For instance, the ivy clusters forming a crown are a clear mark of Dionysus, even if the workmanship is poor, and a horn just springing from the temples reveals Dionysus, and a leopard, though but just visible, is a symbol of the god. But this Dionysus the painter has characterized by love alone. Flowered garments and thyrsi and fawn skins have been cast aside as out of place for the moment, and the Bacantes are not clashing their symbols now, nor are the satyrs painting a flute. Nay, even Pan checks his wild dance that he may not disturb the maiden's sleep. Having arrayed himself in fine purple and wreathed his head with roses, Dionysus comes to the side of Ariadne, drunk with love, as the Tian poet says of those who are overmastered by love. As for Theseus, he is indeed in love, but with the smoke rising from Athens, and he no longer knows Ariadne, and never knew her, and I am sure that he has even forgotten the labyrinth and could not tell on what possible errand he sailed to Crete. So singly is his gaze fixed on what lies ahead of his prow. And look at Ariadne, or rather at her sleep, for her bosom is bare to the waist, and her neck is bent back, and her delicate throat, and all her right armpit is visible, but the left hand rests on her mantle, that a gust of wind may not expose her. How fair a sight, Dionysus, and how sweet her breath. Whether its fragrance is of apples or of grapes, you can tell after you've kissed her. Image 16. Pacifae. 
Pasiphae is in love with the bull and begs Daedalus to devise some lure for the creature. And he is fashioning a hollow cow like a cow of the herd to which the bull is accustomed. What their union brought forth is shown by the form of the minotaur, strangely composite in its nature. Their union is not depicted here, but this is the workshop of Daedalus, and about it are statues, some with forms blocked out, others in a quite complete state, in that they are already stepping forward and give promise of walking about. Before the time of Daedalus, you know, the art of making statues had not yet conceived such a thing. Daedalus himself is of the Attic type in that his face suggests great wisdom and that the look of the eye is so intelligent, and his very dress also follows the Attic style, for he wears this dull, coarse mantle, and also he is painted without sandals in a manner peculiarly affected by the Athenians. He sits before the framework of the cow, and he uses cupids, rotis, as his assistants in the device, so as to connect with it something of Aphrodite. Of the cupids, my boy, those are visible who turn the drill, and those by Zeus that smooth with the adzy portions of the cow, which are not yet accurately finished, and those that measure off the symmetrical portions on which craftsmanship depends. But the cupids that work with the saw surpass all conception and all skill in drawing and color. For look, the saw has attacked the wood and is already passing through it, and these cupids keep it going, one on the ground, another on the staging, both straightening up and bending forward in turn. Let us consider this movement to be alternate. One has bent low, as if about to rise up. His companion has risen erect, as if about to bend over. The one on the ground draws his breath into his chest, and the one who is aloft fills his lungs down to his belly as he presses both hands down on the saw. Pasiphae outside the workshop in the cattle fold gazes on the bull thinking to draw him to her by her beauty and by her robe, which is divinely resplendent and more beautiful than any rainbow. She has a helpless look, for she knows what the creature is that she loves, and she is eager to embrace it, but takes no notice of her and gazes at its own cow. The bull is depicted with proud mien, the leader of the herd, with splendid horns, white, already experienced in love, its dewlap low and its neck massive, and it gazes fondly at the cow. But the cow and the herd, ranging free and all white, but for a black head, disdains the bull. For its purpose suggests a leap, as of a girl who avoids the inopportunity of a lover. This passage continues with Hippodemia, but in our next passage, we return to Athens on the ship of Theseus.